Chris, do you have a favorite musical artist? That's so tough. I mean, there's just so many out there, but if I had to guess one as of right now, it might be that guy, uh, oh, what's his name? Jason Derulo. He's, um, he's all on the TikTok. Jason and uh, he's, he's, he sings and dances and do you know who I'm talking about? Jason Derulo. Are you talking about Jason Derulo? Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo, yeah, Jason Derulo. Well, I don't know much about music, but I do know that Jason Derulo has a great vodka. Oh yeah, Bedlam, that's his vodka. Let's give it a shot right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's good vodka. Pardon the cough. It actually is very smooth. No, you just have the Rona, that's fine. <laughs> Today we're talking about the movie Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents. You think that's CIA, man? They teach you that in the CIA. Starring Jerry Stiller's son and that guy from The Irishman. A couple sequels, Meet the Fockers and Meet the Little Fokker. I believe it's the third one. Never actually saw that, that movie. Um, but this one, Meet the Parents, I think is thought of as the most cult classic of the three. Obviously that's why the sequels came about and people still like it to this day. But we're going to talk about if it really does hold up 20 years later. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the great things uh, for me is to be able to say that this movie, set in Chicago. That's a little tidbit oh, yeah. there, set yeah, in yeah, Chicago. Yeah. The very beginning of the movie is set in Chicago. The two live there. Just, just the beginning, though. Just right? the beginning yeah, part, they yeah. Travel, I mean, yeah. They, they go to New York or something like that, somewhere on the East Coast, which really doesn't matter too much. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting movie. And... Um, I have a lot of problems with it, and I would say that right out of the gate, if you had to classify this movie, I would say it's a movie about red flags. Red flags just in a relationship? Just, just in general. Like, red flags all throughout this movie, because, like, you've got a red flag in the relationship uh, between uh, Ben Stiller and Terry Polo. You've got relationships uh, with red flags with uh, Robert De Niro and his daughter. And I mean, it's just red flags, like all throughout the movie, just red flags. Well, the biggest thing that as I've gotten older and rewatched this movie that has thrown me off is this idea that Ben Stiller never thought to ask, to meet her parents before he was proposing. So in the beginning of the movie, he is about to propose and then the plan goes haywire and he doesn't. And then he ends up having to come up with a plan to ask her father, which is the traditional thing to do. But it's the first time he's met Robert De Niro. Like, it, they, he hasn't met her parents at all. And this is, like, the big move that he's going to ask um, to marry their daughter. Like, what if that goes terribly? Which it does. Spoiler alert. That's the, all the comedy comes from that. Well, well, let me just stop and jump in real quick. Because uh, before we even get to the fact that uh, whether or not that's weird, um, I'm just going to ask. Don't you think it was a little bit... Uh, weird and creepy that he got all of these kids to hold up the signs and everything like that without first off terry polo knowing or maybe the parents knowing like like the the parents of the children like do they know like how did he coordinate this because kids that age yeah are i mean it's it's like herding cats you just can't and for whatever reason he got them to actually do it like pretty well other than the one kid who fucked up and put the letter in the wrong place right but like seriously 
That's a good point. That's, a, that's kind of inappropriate. I think it was like foreshadowing all of the creepiness that was going to come from the rest of this movie. Yeah, no, that's a great point because, I mean, he's not the teacher. Like, he's not the one. Uh, yeah, just real weird. Random nurse, one. like, comes to the school and says, hey, yeah. kids, like, I'm going to give you cookies or candy if you hold up a sign in the window. It's just real weird. But getting back to your point, you know, it's possible, though, that as we learn from meet the Fockers that his parents are kind of a little bit hippie ish. Mm-hmm. And so like, maybe they're from the school of thought that it's not necessarily, uh, the parents place to give away a, a daughter and just, you know, give approval to, yeah. for a daughter to get married. And so like, maybe that's it. And he comes from that school of thought. And then that's, you know, like that's where that comes from. It could be. I, I understand that too, but also it's such an important thing to meet the family. I, I, I think, uh, of the the person that you're dating or going to marry, if you're in a serious relationship, meeting their family is a significant thing. So I'd assume that they've been, I, I don't remember if they say in the movie how long they've been dating, but it's probably been a year. And it grant, has to be. Granted, their, her family lives in a different state. It just seems like something that would have come up at some point. You'd think, but I mean, again, this movie is all about red flags, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and like, I think, I feel like this is like, the start of it's not the only one and it's not the like pinnacle of it but like this is a cringe movie it is very you watch this movie and you just cringe the entire time like it's awful it's like a curb curb your enthusiasm episode without a lot of humor like it's just yeah every single scene is cringy there's like a lot of this like standalone like a lot of the things in this movie if you separated the scenes could be like comedy shorts almost like the volleyball scene super cringy that could be its own kind of humorous little four minute yeah. video like there are so many different things that are just like joke after joke after joke but they're all so cringy it is very uncomfortable to watch and i think it's also uncomfortable to watch too because i get the feeling and i don't know if you feel this way but like or if you feel this way ben stiller seems like an asshole you guys look at me as one of the world's most successful comedy actors i don't know if that's his reputation that he has but i've kind of always just assumed he's a he's a dick yeah both i mean but like i feel like he's kind of like playing himself in this movie Could be. like I mean, that's why i played so well where he's like a where he's a liar he's a pathological liar but he's also just like an asshole and like he's trying to get the parents to like like listen i i empathize with the character in trying to get your future fiance's family to like you right like you want to do anything you can to get them to like you and even though they don't want to like you um but just as like i don't know he, he seems like an asshole and no, i think he it does fits. and that's the 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 weird thing is i think robert de niro is supposed to be like the villain or like the foil to like he's making everything for ben stiller who's the protagonist we're supposed to be rooting for he's making his life difficult but really everything that happens in the movie is Ben Stiller's own fault for the most part. For sure. Besides the suitcase getting lost, but like that happens. Well, so like jumping ahead, the one thing that stands out to me is like he he is confronted about the cat, right? This is the most preposterous. So scenario. so first off, why does Robert De Niro smell the tail of the cat? You spray painted his tail to make him look like Jinxie, didn't you, fucker? Yeah. Right? Like, first off, it's been like an entire day. If there's spray paint on there, you're not smelling the spray paint. So, like, why is he smelling the tail? But then, even when he does and confronts him and is like, did you spray paint this tail? Ben Stiller's a liar. Like, he's been lying through this entire movie. So, why does he not just be like, look, I went to the 
to the pound and they had this cat and they said it was it's an the easy cat. out they said like, this is it yeah it they like said it. this was it like i thought this was the cat and i tried to bring the cat home to be helpful but right? also spray painting the tail of the cat is a sociopath move oh for sure but that's just insane for sure but i mean he's shown himself to be insane throughout the entirety exactly. of yeah. the movie so i'm not so, really i'm not really rooting for him either yeah, but like... And lying about being on a farm, growing up on a farm in Detroit and milking. Honey, he said he'd pumped milk. What have you ever milked? Cat. That is why you dig that hole for yourself. Right. Yeah. Again, I understand because he's trying to like make the father like him. And I get that. Like, I mean, you have somebody who's going to be in your life for a long time, presumably. So you want them to like you. And so like, yeah, you're, you may tell a little white lie here and there. Like, I get it. I, I understand. But yet at the same time, like, why would you say that? Why yeah. would you even like make up he's, something stupid like that? He's just digging himself a hole over and over. I think this movie is really well, well regarded 20 years later and, and people like it. But every time I've seen it since, I his character flaws jump out more. So I'm wondering if it's like a generational like, passage of time thing where a lot of stuff... A lot of his behavior becomes outdated, or if it's just like he's a poorly written character, and for some reason we didn't well, see it. I mean, it might be both because you want to talk about poorly written characters, right? Robert De Niro has to be the single worst spy in the history of the CIA because he goes to the to the sundry place, right? Mm -hmm. And like he doesn't think he's a CIA agent, right? He doesn't think to scope out if there's any Collins mix because this guy who might be his son-in-law is going in there to buy a whole bunch of stuff and won't see that there's no Collins mix there. Like, you don't think that through, right? And there's other things throughout this entire movie where you're like, this dude sucks as a spy. Maybe it was a forced retirement. Well, I mean, look, if the CIA, if the spies in the CIA are as bad as Robert De Niro, we're in fucking trouble. Like, this is serious business here. They should make a spin-off movie, Meet the Spy, or like Meet Meet the Agent with Robert De Niro. It's a prequel to Meet the Parents, where he's a spy. I mean, yeah. For I mean, and, and actually, you bring up a good point about forced retirement because uh, the wife does make a mention about like when he was forced to retire for health reasons yeah. or whatever. And he was like, forced ah, because he sucked at his job. Yeah, he was fucking terrible at his job. Like the worst spy, and the fact that like I I, I don't know. I mean, like. That bothered me. Like, as I was watching this again, like, I, I, I owned the movie because when it came out, like... Everyone loved it. It was, it was a very enjoyable, even though cringy movie. But, yeah. like, I'm, like, watching it again through a different lens. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? People liked cringe. Like, uh, that yeah. was, like, the defining comedies for a while. It's yeah. like, if it's cringy, like, that's what people liked. Now, can I just bring up another point about... We talk about Ben Stiller's character and his lies. Um, can we also talk about Terry Polo's character and... Her lies, sure. because uh, you're dating somebody presumably for a year, right? At least, at least, and even if not for a year, like even think like I've never gone out on like a Tinder date, but if I imagine if I've gone out on a Tinder date, right, and you're trying to get to know somebody, they're telling you interesting things about themselves and trying to be a little honest and mm -hmm. not try to scare somebody away, but like in the first couple of dates, you're probably going to tell somebody, "Hey, I was engaged." It should come up, yeah. Right? She has thing. never said that she's engaged to Owen Wilson and was engaged for a significant period of time to Owen Wilson. And, like, that's a that's problem. That's a like, gigantic red flag. If I was dating somebody for a year 
and then they told me that they were they had been previously engaged. Like I wouldn't care if they had been upfront about it. They had been engaged. That would also kind of be a possibly a red flag if they were previously engaged, depending on the circumstances. Sure. It could be a red flag. But if you didn't tell me for a year, that's a deal breaker. We're done. That's it. I mean, again, like we talk about this whole movie being about red flags, right? And like you've got that red flag. And then when your future father-in-law or whatever pulls you in to like give you a polygraph test, that's not a red flag. Like, dude, yeah. run. Run they, out of that. Like just get married. out of it. They probably the movie probably should have ended with them breaking up. I, I mean that would probably have made the most sense. Um for sure, but um, and another takeaway that I had from the movie, uh, and this one might be a little controversial, but I stand by it a hundred percent. Cat people, they can be assholes, just like cats. It's, a, it's I think it's a stereotype that they're at the very least weird, right? Yeah, no, cat people are obsessed with their cats, and dog people are too. I'm not an animal person at all. I just like I, I don't I get why people like I get the benefits of coming out with it, but like. There's almost a stereotype now of like dog moms, kind of similar to cat moms and cat dads, where you're just like, everything's about the dog. You have pillows of your dog. Like you have coasters of your dog. Everything's your dog. You call your dog your son. Like all this crazy shit that is another red flag, quite honestly. Um, and Robert De Niro is that. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I, I understand it because like, look, when I first got married. I know you have a dog. And I have a dog and I'm a dog person. Yeah, I like dogs. But you're not insane. But like, I'm not crazy dog exactly. person, right? But like, when you, when you first, like when... I first got married and I had, we got a dog and it was like, everything was about the dog. Right. Cause yeah. like, that's just what it is. But then like, honestly, when the kids started coming around, like dog is still important. It's not like I'm like kicking the dog out or anything but like that. Kids but like, are kind of more the kids important. become like the thing. And it's like, I understand cause people are probably using the dog as like kind of a foil for like what kids are going yeah. to be. And so it's like, I understand it, but no, I mean, it's well, just, you know, I think for, for Robert De Niro's character, it was like, because he's so tough and like former spy and I'm tough on on Ben Stiller and whoever my, my daughter's dating. It was like make him softer and kind of add that comedic tone of like, he's all tough, but he loves his cat kind of thing. Yeah. Now, I, I do want to bring up like all throughout this movie, there's little things here and there where like from Ben Stiller's perspective, like, dude, just pack it in. Like you, you, you fuck up with the cat. Fuck up with smashing the volleyball into the, the so future sister in law's nose. Like, you just keep fucking up. Dude, just pack it in. Just go home, be like, I'm done. Like, yeah. This is clearly not working. But also, on the same token, for the sister who's getting married, like, pack it in. The universe is trying to tell you that you should not get married. <laughs> like like the, the shit in the backyard. Uh, I, I wrote down here. If you're getting married and you get a ball to the face and then shit is everywhere. Literal shit is everywhere. And then there's a blazing inferno that happens. Take it as a sign. The universe is trying to tell you don't get married. Delay your wedding. Yeah. No. Put it off. Or just break off the engagement entirely. And, and to the point about the shit as well. Again, Robert De Niro being the worst fucking spy, he's about to have a wedding with a significant number of people at his house, and he hasn't emptied the septic tank? Yeah. Like, the cat or whoever flushes the toilet, and then the septic tank overflows because of that. Here's another thing about that annoyed me and him being a cat person. He doesn't believe Ben Stiller's answer that Jinx probably flushed the toilet. He's like, no, it was you, Fokker. Like, that's kind of a dick move. I mean, it wasn't. But oh, it's yeah. like, it's kind of a dick move to, to like tell your 
daughter's boyfriend, I don't believe like I don't believe you blaming the cat for this problem. Yeah, I just it, everyone's unlikable. I, I, we're oh, finding sure. this with a lot of the comedies we've done. Like there's a lot of movies where just a lot of the characters are unlikable. I don't even know who I'm rooting for here. Maybe Owen Wilson. I mean, maybe, but like even he's like he, but, him him like orbiting the family is yeah, inappropriate. Yeah, and uh, just as an aside. He actually got to ad-lib most of his lines in this movie. Oh, really? He just got to, like, do whatever he wanted. That's funny. So, all the props to you, Owen Wilson. Um, and then, like, again, talk about, like, the male nurse thing, right? The other thing that would definitely not have gone today is the name reveal. Where they, Gaylord? Gaylord Falker. Oh, of course, yeah. Like, and then they're bullying him and, like, being like, oh, your name's You're Gay Falker. Gay Falker. <laughs> That, yeah, I mean, that's talk about things that which is, which is interesting just because, like, Meet the Fockers came out a few years later, Meet the Little Fokker came out after that. I think a joke like that still gets by the years those other movies came out, but it was becoming less of a like, yeah, we're progressing a little bit. But because the first movie came out, you can still make that joke like seven years later or whatever. By the way, did you know that uh, the name Fokker and Gaylord Fokker was actually um, from Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey was supposed to play the role of Ben Stiller. Alrighty then. I'm kind of glad he didn't. Um, And he didn't, and it would have been a different movie, right? But like, uh, he came up with the Gaylord Fokker thing, and so, which fits, right? I mean, thinking about Jim Carrey's comedy, like that kind of of fits, right? But yeah, so just again, like, there's so much about this movie, though, that, again, in, in keeping with the name thing and the male nurse thing... The spy cam in the bathroom? Yeah. Like, that's that's creepy. And, like, all of the relationships that are going on in this movie, terribly toxic. Terribly toxic. And I just, you know, I don't know. And some of the jokes, too, like, the, the joke about the bomb on the airplane. No, I said I didn't have a bomb. You said bomb. I said it's not like I have a bomb. You said bomb on an airplane. What's wrong with saying bomb on an airplane? You can't say bomb on an airplane. Bomb, 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 bomb. You gonna arrest me? You assaulted an airline employee. What if I was in the military and I was a bombardier? Bomb, 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 This is 2000. This is pre-9-11. This is pre-9-11, right? So, like, you can make that joke, but, like, but like that age point now you yet. definitely cannot make that joke. Well, 9-11 is long ago. I don't, I, mean, I don't I mean, I still don't think you can make the joke, especially like just because you know that the TSA, like if you said the word oh, you couldn't bomb do it. the you first time. You couldn't physically do it. I'm well, just but saying, I mean, like, even I'm, still, but like she's saying, like he gets away with being like bomb, 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 right? But like this first second he says bomb, whatever air marshal is on that plane is fucking tackling him. And like, he doesn't get away with making that whole like bomb joke. Right. So, well, for me, I actually think this movie, if I was like, if someone was watching it for the first time or I was telling somebody younger than me, like 10 years younger, I don't think this holds up. You know, I I gotta say, I don't think so either. I was on the fence. Like, I think the idea of, like meeting parents for the first time and going through this like cringy, like awkward stage that holds up. That yes. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. holds up. It would up. be done completely. Yeah. It would have to be like. done completely different. I, I don't think it holds up in the form that it is. So I'm a thumbs down. We want to get to a new segment though, where instead of us assessing it, we want to guess what the general public has assessed it, where we guess the IMDB score of the movie. So do you want me to go first? Or why don't you go first? Why don't you go first? Yeah. It's well-liked. I'm going to go 7.1. I think it's well-liked, uh, but I also think that it's not necessarily well-done. So I'm going to go 6.3. 
Meet the parents. <laughs> no, just yell it. Just yell it. Alright, well, there you have it. Meet the parents. Stinker. Not good.